You're listening to Digital Gonzo Audio Articles, number 15, Sneering. Recently, something has begun to bother me about geek culture. Imagine a room full of geeks. Some are into sci-fi TV shows, some are into video games, some are into tabletop games, some are into complex computer systems, some are into Pokemon. Some like to dress up as elves and hit one another with foam swords, and some write fanfic with themselves in the stories, being pursued by an amorously infatuated Captain Kirk plus Edward. Okay, two things. One... When you imagined the room, was everybody chatting to one another or segregating themselves into groups and eyeing the rest suspiciously? And two, at what point did your mind mutter to itself, oh my god, these people have no lives? Was it the LARPers or was it the Kirk fanciers? All of us are guilty of at least sneering inwardly at some point, myself included. I still can't look at some molish 14-year-old in a games workshop, the balding, creepy, hunchbacked assistant, bearing down on him, shaking his little fist back and forth, before throwing down a sextet of ornately scripted multicoloured dice, and letting out a confused, tremulous little cheer before moving his expertly painted miniatures and a few virtual squares up the battlefield, without thinking, ''Fuck me, the kid needs some cooler friends to show him the way.'' And really, honestly, what a miserable prick I am for thinking that. This method of segregating ourselves into groups starts in the playground, when a nervous desire to fit in allows kids to behave like total shits to one another with the safety of the group to protect them. Misgivings about our modest childhood budget-led choices lead to hyper-defensiveness, and so the whole Sega vs. Nintendo clash erupted in the early 90s, adapting over the years to include Sony and then Microsoft, perpetuating a situation that no longer exists. When you enter adulthood, because you almost always have the luxury of buying both consoles, you can enjoy games on either side. Unfortunately, the youth who've grown up with the internet are only too happy to pick up the torch as it falls from the submissive hands of those original gamers and start their own sneering campaign. Now, back to the room full of geeks. Having been to the Penny Arcade Expo in 2009, I can tell you right now that in reality, when the mood and circumstances are right, these people, we, will mingle and chatter and be incredibly polite and pleasant to one another. United by the shared excitement and singular specialness of the event, along with the travel expenses and hotel accommodation, that means you really have to want to be there in the first place. Although, interestingly, that doesn't apply to British people on holiday. However, take away that physical proximity and the wonder of the event and separate us all into boxes of text, and you have a model for the internet, which, unless you look hard enough for a safe group of like-minded individuals like the Digital Cowboys community, is a foul-mouthed cesspit of neurosis, bile and hate. The general geek populace loathes itself as a group with the fervour of a religious fanatic with a terrible upbringing. We sneer and look down on almost every other sector of geek pursuits that doesn't directly mirror our own hobbies. It's an entirely fabricated geek hierarchy and everyone believes themselves to be somewhat closer to the top of it than the bottom. People who play Dungeons and Dragons think gamers are idiots because they let a computer do all the work. Gamers think tabletop enthusiasts are arrogant twats because they require dice and DMs to guide their actions. Sony fanboys hate 360 owners for being Microsoft fanboys, who in turn rib them from dawn to dusk over their subpar online service. 
everyone hates the Wii because the games that have sold in the millions are on the whole childish and shallow. Wii enthusiasts kick back at everyone else and call them ignorant for not acknowledging the breadth of beautiful, deep and subtle games on their system that have sold ten copies each. People with iPhones scorn anyone without an iPhone because Apple products set the tone for how the general public accepts new technology. People without iPhones consider the former to be Apple zombies and harp on all day about their bleeding androids. Linux users remind us on a daily basis how constrained by our corporate operating systems we are, and everyone else despises Linux users for being self-righteous and obnoxious. Hackers delight in defending their right to break into any system just to show that they can, and everyone else cancels their fucking credit cards. And at every turn you get phrases like sad and lonely, levelled at complete strangers we know nothing about aside from one of their interests. Why do we present such open hostility to people who share different pursuits than us, or in some cases, the same? One particularly erudite and personal offering from a young man directed at a very good friend of mine, who beat his vocal score, I might add, read thus, You fucking useless sack of shit, just OD on pills if you hate yourself that much, you ugly, going-to-be-alone-forever bastard. On the strength of this and a few other angry tweets, that friend of mine has since gone on in the past few weeks to be a world-famous pop star. From a lofty perspective, if you were to look at a population map of the tech-savvy and post-digital internet-enabled crowd, the vast majority of whom could be described as somewhat geeky, you would see a clear-cut case of us and them. The rest of the world the remainder of the population that looks down on us for being geeky in the first place. The people at the place you work who tell you to get out more. The regular people. But pull up even further and look at the human race as a whole. Take one man who's heavily into football, English or American, it doesn't matter. As normal and ungeeky as can be, the jock who stuffed you in a locker... Supposing you tested his knowledge of football stats and found that it happened to be encyclopedic, that he could tell you who won some minor league game back in 1973, that his sister, who watches soaps all day and has done for years, knows the full name, occupation and personal history of every character in a revolving cast of hundreds. She's the one who told you to get out more. What we have here is unwitting geeks, exhibiting a quiet passion for something relatively obscure. That's all being a geek is... It's the pursuit of something, be it accepted and mainstream like cinema, or obscure like stamp collecting, to the point where you actually care about it, deeply, as a medium. We all live in fear of isolation, but unseen, the web of unifying factors unites us all. And without a major disaster that wipes out mankind in the future, our communications and technology is going to evolve to the point where we realise as a species that we as individuals are not alone. And it's going to be tech geeks who figure out how to do that shit first. So what this all adds up to in a roundabout way is that now every time I catch myself sneering at some nerd, I'm going to mentally slap myself too. Because they might be the Games Workshop-loving kid who figures out the way to get the internet onto the human brain. I'm done with the sense of self-satisfaction at their expense, based purely on what they judge to be important. But do bear in mind that if someone's being a total asshole. That's still going to be more than enough reason for me to respond with brutal force. Mm-hmm.